The Honor and Remember flag is a nationally recognized symbol that sends a message of appreciation for the sacrifice made by our fallen heroes and their families. The flag flies at many NASCAR races around the country, and you can help honor our nation's fallen military members and remember the eternal sacrifice of their service by flying the flag too. Text FLAG to 71777 or visit honorandremember.org to learn more. Together, we remember them all. New Don't Be an Amateur Silicon Shot Glasses. They're virtually indestructible, perfect for picnics, camping, and tailgating. Doubles as a wine stopper. Plus, they're dishwasher and microwave safe, odor-free and non-toxic. Buy three and get your fourth shot glass free. These one-and-a-half-ounce shot glasses are available in Classic Red, Classic Blue, and Turquoise Pink Yellow Tie-Dye Blend. Go to lucantini.com shop and order your Don't Be an Amateur Shot Glasses today. Let's all shut up, please. Warning, the podcast you are about to hear is often based on true events and people. It chronicles the dialogue and actions of random, anonymous, obnoxious, self-entitled, unintelligent, self-centered idiots, attention whores, ignoramuses, dolts, clods, nimrods, douches, weirdos, drama queens, overly sensitive crybabies, and people who think they are better, more important, and special than the rest of us. In one word, amateurs. Amateur Nation with Lou Santini. What have we got here? A fucking comedian. Yes, you do. We call attention to and call out the amateurs. The people who are doing life wrong. The speed bumps of life. The people that are in your way every day. The unintelligent, obnoxious, attention-whoring, self-entitled drama queen victim types who chip away at the moments of your life due to no self-awareness, common sense, manners, or social skills. And are disturbing the flow of the pros. Hi, Mom. Oh, hey, Lou. Amateur Nation. It's not just a podcast. It's a movement. And this is episode 263. Advertisers who love America, welcome here. On today's episode, fly the deadly skies. The FAA's DEI means DOA. This week in That's Obvious Communism. And this week in Crazy Amateurs, featuring the return of one of Amateur Nation's favorites. Then food for thought on a la carte. And finally, ending on three signs of hope, three things that are done right on three pro things. Pro Nation first. Shouts out to Sherry Fultz in Chapel Hill, Tennessee, Allison Coster and Freya Marie Knight on Facebook, Michael George on Truth Social, and on Instagram, Shouts out to Michael Lehman, Tracy Welsh, Thomas R. Bishop, Ben Lambert, Not Your Nana, Lou Green, Lawrence Grella, Mac Harper, and Lucas Kurt. And a very special hello to Nancy Witten, who commented on my YouTube page, and she said this, Just saw you on Drybar and looked for your site. Drybar routine was hilarious. I have the same, and she put in quotation marks, impatience with the things people do and say. My husband and I lived in Canton, Ohio for nine years, and in the back of my mind, I think I recall hearing you on the radio. Yes, you did. I have to have a good laugh at least once a day, and usually it's via YouTube in the evening, hence Drybar. I enjoy your sense of humor and wish you the best in the future. Thank you so much, Nancy Witten on Facebook. You can find me there, at Lou Santini. 
your pro post of the week. Now, this post was from Alert Pro Tim Bishman of Green, Ohio. He said this, Every Monday after school, I would go straight to the mailbox and grab the weekly Sports Illustrated. The pictures captured were amazing. The quotes by the athletes were just as amazing. Yeah, I'm with you, Tim. I remember how Kathy Ireland became my high school crush when she was on the cover of the annual swimsuit issue. Then in 2022, they put an obese woman on the cover. You know, since having standards is so 20th century. Then they doubled down and put a dude with implants on the cover in 2023. That's right, their breasts. Big deal. Then in 2024, Sports Illustrated fired the staff and shut down operation. progress. Go woke, go broke. Here's what's happening at Amateur Nation. Now dig this. Step one. Topic number one. Diverse is good, right? Well, here's a headline that instills confidence. From the Western Journal, DEI in action. FAA pushes to hire people with severe intellectual and psychiatric disabilities. <laughs> Oh, he's serious. As if flying pre-9-11 wasn't a hassle and stressful enough, and even more so post-9-11, in the diversity and inclusion section of its website, the FAA said it, quote, actively recruits, hires, promotes, retains, develops, and advances people with disabilities. If the United States government did it, I'm sure they had a good reason. Going on to say, targeted disabilities are those disabilities that the federal government, as a matter of policy, has identified for special emphasis in recruitment and hiring. Ah, the federal government, always making things better. The quote goes on to say, they include hearing, vision, missing extremities, partial paralysis, complete paralysis, epilepsy, severe intellectual disability, psychiatric disability, and dwarfism. The agency said, noting that managers can hire people with disabilities on the spot through a non-competitive process. Hey, I got an idea. How about no? Okay, look, I understand that this doesn't mean that every disability on that list gets to fly the plane. They could be in administrative or clerical positions, ticketing, customer service, baggage handling, mechanics, etc. And it certainly doesn't mean I'm saying that people in the previous list don't deserve gainful employment if they're perfectly qualified, not kinda. However, if you're a flight attendant, pilot, co-pilot, mechanic, part of the flight crew, jetway operator, and whatever you call those men and women with the bright orange sticks on the runway, I'm going to need you to be able to see, hear, have all your limbs, be able to move all your limbs, be seizure-free, and be able to reach whatever it is you need to reach without a stool. What? What did I say that was so wrong? I know I'm disabledist because I stupidly and selfishly insist that my travel from ticketing to landing be safe and only be handled by the best qualified and able-bodied people. Hard stop. No apologies. Sorry that I have standards when it comes to my flight safety. And no, I don't care what color you are. Just do your job and do it right. But what am I thinking? The Department of Transportation secretary position is filled by someone who is unqualified and was only hired due to DEI. You are are no longer of any use to me. We already had a panel blow off an Alaska Airlines Boeing 737 MAX 9 mid-flight recently. We got lucky. I'm sure the passengers on that flight aren't feeling it. I definitely want to be wrong here, 
But should something happen to a plane load of passengers, I guarantee it will be an American flight, and I also hope it would bankrupt whichever airline allowed it to happen. It's one thing to boycott Bud Light. Target, Nike, Goodyear, Kellogg's. Boycotting an airline is next level, and when Bud Light beer sales declined, no one died. When Target shoves a transgender agenda down customers' throats, consumers can ignore it and no one dies. If DEI causes even one injury, that airline should be shut down permanently. I'm sorry, I'd hate to think my loved one died on a flight because the armless, blind, deaf, fully paralyzed, retarded, crazy dwarf pilot couldn't reach for the controls. Yeah, 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 cancel me. Which is worse? My poking exaggerated fun of a true ludicrous notion about which the FAA is vocal or the ludicrous notion about which the FAA is doing. Ladies and gentlemen, happy Halloween. Welcome on board Flight 702. Sorry, 207. I have dyslexia. Anyway, this is Captain America speaking. Oh, I love baskets. Basket, basket, basket. <laughs> My mom says that our flight time today will be four scores seven years ago with a maximum height of way up in the air, traveling really fast. Shut up! No, you shut up! The voices in my head agree that our estimated time of arrival on Pluto is when Mickey's little hand is on the 3 and his big hand is on the 12. Flight attendants will be passing out coloring books, just like we get in the you-know-what pit. <laughs> While my co-pilot, Captain Crunch, gets my booster seat and attaches hooks to my stubs. Also, I like to eat ice cream, and I really enjoy a nice pair of slacks. Years later, a doctor will tell me that I have an IQ of 48, and I'm what some people call mentally retarded. Please, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. I mean, the flight. You know, you guys ought to watch it. Making fun of people like that, you could hurt their feelings. I don't care. If you think what I'm doing is wrong, then you must admit what the FAA is doing is wrong. Er. You're going to kill a whole lot of people, aren't you? Shameful. Disgraceful. Unconscionable. And now this. And now for step two. Topic number two. It's time for This Week and That's Obvious Communism. We're talking communists. The most reprehensible perpetrators of social and economic oppression ever known to mankind. Looks like the Red Cross, you know, the organization that should be devoting all their time helping the people of East Palestine, Ohio, and the murdered victims of the Maui fires, are branching out into supporting illegal immigrants. Thanks to diligent pro James O'Keefe, we've learned that the Red Cross is working alongside a local non-governmental organization, most often Casa Alitas, to get them on buses and shipped to Phoenix Sky Harbor Airport where, like all airports, they require no identification of illegal immigrants to fly. That sounds a little crazy. You, however, bend over and hand over the bottled water, American terrorist. But, Lou, how can Casa Alitas afford to do that? If you guessed it comes out of the FEMA budget via the Department of Homeland Security, you win. Speaking of illegal immigrants, here's Florida Democrat, I mean commie representative Maxwell Alejandro Frost. And by the way, isn't it convenient to make sure he uses his middle name too, so we all know he's not just some white guy named Max Frost. Anyway, here he is with the dumbest argument in protest of the crazy idea of America wanting a secure border. 
To my colleagues on the other side of the aisle, let's be honest with immigrants who deserve better than what you're offering them. I'm going to stop you right there, Max. Illegal immigrants deserve nothing and are entitled to nothing until they become citizens legally. Look, you take that commie crap out to the street. What about the tax-paying American citizens who deserve to not have their cities, businesses, streets, and public spaces flooded, crowded, and overloaded with unhealthy, filthy, criminal, potential terrorists? What do they deserve? Answer, better representation in Congress. Don't welcome immigrants if you plan to reject them. If you keep pushing your bigoted HR2 bill, then also pass this bill. I've taken the liberty of drafting it for you. It removes the Statue of Liberty, our largest symbol that tells people to come here. This is who you are, removing the fabric of America. So I want to know which Republican who supports and voted for HR2 will introduce this bill. None, because if you or anyone who votes for your asinine proposal remove the Statue of Liberty, they might as well start packing, Max, because their days would be numbered. So your answer to an illegal alien invasion that is propagated and assisted by a corrupt government, and you know it, is to remove a symbol of liberty. You know, the way BLM protesters, I mean rioters and looters, destroyed and removed statues, also symbols. But then again, black people's lives did improve exponentially overnight once those inanimate objects were no longer upright. That made all the difference in their lives. Wait a minute, you're being sarcastic. Way to go, Max Frost. You just made the list of most hated commies. Now on to football. Once a great institution in America, now corrupted by virtue signaling, wokeism, whining, fragile athletes, allegations of fixes, BLM crap, LGBTQ crap, and ungrateful kneeling commies. Now it's the coaches' turns to act like amateurs. Here's new New England Patriots coach Gerard Mayo being wrong. I do see color because I believe if you don't see color, you can't see racism. That's just you saying a bunch of things. Catchy. Wrong, but catchy. So if you can't see color, all of a sudden you're unable to detect when racism is happening around you? Man, blind people are lucky. This is absolutely another example of amateurs who say things and they think they feel that since they said it, it's now true. Since their bodies summoned up all the power and volume to utter something, anything, it's now true. And because it's short and catchy, Amateurs will cling to it. Remember, silence is violence. Black lives matter. If you don't see color, you can't see racism. And if you can't hear heavy metal, you can't hear music. If you can't smell garlic, you can't eat at Olive Garden. What? It makes the same amount of sense. But thanks for letting the world know that the New England Patriots coach is racist. Bet you miss the mumbling and press shunning of so-so coach Bill Belichick. Don't you Patriots fans? And whatever... Whatever happens, black, white, disabled person, I've always, even someone with disabilities, I always, uh, you know, for the most part, people are like, you know, don't, you know, when they're young, they, they kind of make the spot hot. Younger people know what that means. When you're, when you're telling these little stories, here's a good idea. Have a point. It makes it so much more interesting for the listener. But what I would say is, like, no, I want you to be able to go up to those people and really understand those people. What do you mean, those people? Did I ever tell you you're a dick? So it goes back to whatever it is, black, white, yellow, it really doesn't matter, but it does matter so we can try to fix a problem that we all know we have. 
Uh, excuse me, amateur. You don't speak for all of us. Once again, Kami Amateur Nation accusing the opposition of the very things that they do. Quick question. How did you get your job? Coach Mayo, if you got tapped because you're black, that's discrimination. And if you got the job because you're the best man for the job, so where's the racism? On the other hand, here's Tampa Bay Buccaneers coach Todd Bowles being asked about his relationship with Pittsburgh Steelers coach Mike Tomlin, a fellow black coach. So they should be best buddies, right? You know how those black coaches only hang out with fellow black coaches, right, racist amateur nation? Saying that? The way you'd lose your pea-brain minds if pro-nation uttered such nonsense? Listen to his spot-on, common-sense retort to an idiot member of the press, and listen to the press do two things. Push their agenda, which is completely unprofessional, and try to bait coach into saying what they want. Also unprofessional. Uh, you, you and Mike Tomlin are two of the few black head coaches in the league. I wonder what your relationship is like with them and your thoughts on Steve Wilkes joining the NFL. I have a very good relationship with Tomlin. Uh, we don't look at what color we are when we coach against each other. We just know each other. I have a lot of very good white friends that coach in this league as well, and I don't think it's a big deal as far as us being coaching against each other. I think it's normal. Wilkes got an opportunity to do a good job. Hopefully he does it. And we coach ball. We don't look at color. But you also understand that representation matters too, right? And that when young aspiring coaches or even football players, they see you guys, you know, they see someone that looks like them, maybe grew up like them, that has to mean something. Well, when you say you see you guys and look like them and grow up like them, it means that we're eyeballs to begin with. And I think the minute you guys start, stop making a big deal about it, everybody else will as well. Since the globalists and the American government have exhausted all possible ways to make money when it comes to tangible goods and services, they now branch out into charging you for and taxing you on things like water, the air you breathe, the air you exhale, blinking, etc. All because everything you do, see, and hear ruins the planet, you assholes. Here's Spawn of Satan, heir apparent to hell, Alex Soros, son of George Soros, with some of the worst public speaking skills of all time at the World Pedophile, I mean World Economic Forum. You'd think with all his money, he could afford a speech tutor. Just heard this, this, this point about untrustworthy people, and we talked about things in the United States like, you know, like um, checks and balances, which aren't written anywhere, but are customs. And one man, Donald Trump, literally came in and just took that, you know, took that, took that all away. Stutter and stammer much, Bob Newhart? What's the matter, daddy's boy? Don't believe your drivel? Of course you don't. You just memorized it right before this panel discussion. So Trump just took all that away? Or did he expose American and worldwide corruption? Um, you know, so, um, you know, so, um, you know, but when I see this, you know, when I look at this, um, you know, um, get to the point uh, more globally regarding regarding, you know, regarding democracy. I also say to myself, when was this great time that everybody got along so well? Right up to the point where the election got fixed. Epstein was murdered. Human trafficking was exposed. The George Floyd riots were funded by the government. Active shooters were paid by the CIA and FBI. The January 6th election fraud was a cover-up. The pandemic was staged in collusion with China and the New World Order became vocal about dehumanizing people and eradicating them. That's when. Then. 
Right up to those fabricated psyops instilled by you and your pops and Klaus Schwab, Obama, Biden, Gates, Big Tech, and Big Pharma. Now brace yourself for a whole lot more nothing from Satan Jr. And, you know, things were going so, so great. I mean, I think, you know, um, um, you know, the... Um, oh, my God. I think that we really have to be careful here in, you know, in this nostalgia uh, for a time, uh, you know, for a time past, because a lot of the reactions we're seeing in society are actually reactions to positive, uh, to positive things. Boy, you sure know your comedy. Public speaking and honesty, another story. The environment is falling to shit and you're all at fault. Speaking of charging you and taxing you simply for living, don't forget your existence is killing the planet, and the planet is more important than you. Earth was getting along just fine until stupid people came along and ruined it. Not the mining for rare earth minerals in China and the Congo, and China producing a coal factory every two weeks. It's your inhaling and exhaling. You know what you are, don't you? You're an ecocidal maniac. Here's Jojo Meta. Founder of Stop Ecocide Now, with a whole lot of nothing, speaking at the WEF. Because, as always, we take our advice from a woman named Jojo. I mean, ecocide as a word is becoming more, it's becoming better known around the world. And the concept is generally mass damage and destruction of nature. Um, but legally speaking, um, what our organization and other collaborators aim to do is to have this recognized legally as a serious crime. Because one of the issues that sort of pervades all of this discussion is that we have a kind of cultural, very ingrained habit of not taking damage to nature as seriously as we take damage to people and property. Um, and that, I mean, you know, if you're campaigning for human rights, at least you know mass murder, torture, all of these things are serious crimes. But there's no equivalent in the environmental space. Um, and so, and, and you know, unlike a, an international crime like genocide that in, involves a specific intent, with ecocide, what we see is actually what people are trying to do, what businesses are trying to do, is make money, is you know, is farm, is fish, is do all of these things that are um, you know producing energy and so on, um, as well. But what's it, what's missing is the awareness and the conscience around the side effects, around the collateral damage that happens with that. I think it's time to start committing experticide. But what would this segment be without one of the Mount Rushmore of evil, Klaus... I can do anything I want. Schwab. This guy could tell you I love you and it would sound evil. So he's more evil now? Oh yes. Let's talk brain implants in you and the fun the globalists can have with them. The human brain is fiendishly complex. It's all neurons and electricity and mushy parts. Can you imagine that in 10 years when we are sitting here, we have an implant in our brains? No, because that means you'd be dead since you'll have to hold down every citizen to implant them. Now we hear the real reason the globalists want control and how they'll get it. And um, I can immediately feel, because you all will have implants, I can and we measure your, your brain waves, and I can immediately tell you how the people react, or I can feel uh, how the people react um, to your answers. Uh, is it imaginable? The technology now is... Uh, Digital technologies mainly have an analytical power. Now we go into a predictive power, and we have seen the first examples, and your company very much involved into it. But 
Actually, yes, we lived it in 2016. And there it is. Digital currency tracks and controls your purchases and essentially your life. EVs with tracking and kill switches built in control your movement. Brain chips control elections. In fact, eliminate the need because they can know what you're feeling, what issues are important to you, what things you think about. How convenient. Think of the time saved. Yes, by the New World Order and controlling your slavery. I had so many former friends in L.A. who would utter, well, you can't stop technology. Watch me. Watch America. Watch the world. And most importantly, stick around for three pro things for something that sheds more light on this evil. You better get used to the fact that true movie-like villainous, a thousand times worse than Hitler evil exists. As soon as you accept that and stop with, that can't be true, the sooner you wake up or stay blissfully ignorant and stupid amateurs, you will not be saved by your precious science or government. In fact, you'll be the first on the chopping block by the globalists. Thanks, Captain Bring Down. Please leave a review of this podcast and copy and paste the link from wherever you listen and send it to a fellow pro or an amateur who is doing life wrong. Find all my social media links and my email on my main website, lusantini.com. Every Thursday is Sneak Peek Thursday with a 60-second video trailer of what's coming that week. How to reach me? Email lou at lusantini.com. Instagram at lou.santini3. Facebook and YouTube at lusantini. And Truth Social at lusantini3. A la carte and three pro things soon, but first... This week in Crazy Amateurs, featuring the return of one of Amateur Nation's favorites. On topic number three next. Hi pros, Lou Santini here, host of Amateur Nation. My dry bar comedy special, Amateur Nation, is now available. And just like this show, if you're allergic to a lack of common sense in today's world, and you like your comedy delivered with uncompromising tell-it-like-it-is bite, then check out my half-hour comedy special, Amateur Nation. Go to drybarcomedy.com slash Lou S. This is my way of saying thank you to the pros who listen to this show every week. Drybarcomedy.com slash Lou S. Amateur Nation is not just a podcast, it's a movement. The Honor and Remember flag is a nationally recognized symbol that sends a message of appreciation for the sacrifice made by our fallen heroes and their families. The flag flies at many NASCAR races around the country, and you can help honor our nation's fallen military members and remember the eternal sacrifice of their service by flying the flag too. Text FLAG to 71777 or visit honorandremember.org to learn more. Together, we remember them all. This time slower and with less passion. All right, now step three. Topic number three. Hit me! 
It's time for This Week in Crazy Amateurs. Are you one of those crazy, selfish people who still likes to eat protein-rich meats, versatile eggs, creamy dairy, and other foods that taste good, are nutritious, and give you energy, muscles, strong bones, high satiety, and pleasure? Can't you put your health aside so only the uber-wealthy get those foods? They've worked so hard to create a better world for you. The least you could do is eat bugs and plants for them. Yay, plants. Here's Carol Adams, a writer, vegan feminist, <laughs> because... When you stand up for any kind of human rights or animal rights, it's important that you denote your diet. Why stop there? Why not vegan, non-binary, left-handed Raiders fan feminist? And animal rights advocate. She is known for having written The Sexual Politics of Meat, a feminist, vegetarian, critical theory. It's critical. And was inducted into the Animal Rights Hall of Fame in 2011. That's right. There's an Animal Rights Hall of Fame. Kids, get in the car. Honey, my wallet. Here's this deranged, sickly-looking, just-how-you'd-expect-a-deranged-vegan-feminist-to-look woman lecturing a university about the top woke reasons to not eat meat. By the way, don't you ever tell me Amateur Nation isn't mostly full of mentally ill people. Try to keep track of how many times you shake your head, say, are you kidding me, or come on. Here we go. I believe we should move beyond all meat. The assumption that the best protein comes from corpses is a racist belief. Of course, I have no facts to back this up, but I got all kinds of feelings. The government should not be deciding what we have the right to eat. How do you know the animal would have picked you to feed off their corpse? I don't care. I'm tired. My balls are low. 21st century animal eating requires our complicity in a new colonialism. Are you sure it's the white man who did all that stuff? These events especially affect girls and young women. Your hamburger comes with a dose of misogyny. Why are you telling me this? What makes you think I have any interest in that at all? Popular culture is flooded with references to sexy cows, sexy pigs, sexy chickens, sexy fishes, who all just want to have fun. What a strange person. Girls aren't the only ones who want to have fun. Question, uh, what makes for a sexy fish? What does a sexy fish do for fun? How do you know what cows, pigs, and fish want out of life? Also, why do we let the mentally ill speak in public? Meat eating is also one of the ways gender-based structures of oppression are perpetuated. That's what I've always said. That's the name of my next comedy album, in fact. Masculinity, a construct of the gender binary facing constant destabilization, feels always under threat. I don't mind saying, that is one screwed up broad. And eating animals is its protection racket. White supremacists weapon, weaponized it, eating meat, eggs, and dairy. And the baiting of liberal men as so-called soy boys are all part of the neo-Nazi <laughs> messaging. <laughs> to say you care about animals is considered a sign of weakness in a world still committed to the gender binary. Meat eaters like anti-abortionists have forgotten that one quality of non-existence is not having awareness about existence. Uh, that doesn't make any sense. When all else fails, meat eaters assert that animals are not our equals. Unless animals develop opposable thumbs, get jobs, pay taxes, contribute to society, and start killing us for food, I'm going to stick with that line of reasoning. I heard all your laughter. I know some of these must be new ideas, or you think they're fringe or whatever. 
our whiteness is part of the problem of meat eating. Okay, well, that explains basically nothing. Ladies and gentlemen, fellow pros, remember this drop? <laughs> the return of one of my favorite mental patients is back. Last time he was crying and shrieking because his students teased him. I'm a teacher. I'm done learning. Yes, this amateur is a teacher. Let's hear it, Professor Prozac. I am offended. <sighs> of course you are. Why wouldn't you be? All right, roll it back. I am offended that our children are not receiving affordable gender reassignment surgery along with hormone blockers. A. Our children? You speak on behalf of all parents, do you? B. Science, you know, the thing that Amateur Nation worships, has proven that hormone blockers and reassignment surgery carry huge risks that are irreversible. And access to I don't think there's any doubt about it. He should be placed in a mental institution. It just shows that you people do not care about our children and that these, these are the same people who refuse to obey the science. It's science, people! Science! Science! <laughs> Some of this isn't your fault. I mean, a man can only take so many wedgies before he goes to pieces. What is it with Amateur Nation where all of a sudden they're so enthralled with science and have a sworn allegiance to it? If they did their own research on things like COVID, vaccines, masks, transgenderism, sexuality, gender, hormone blockers, sexual reassignment surgeries, EVs, climate change, etc., and presented facts to the world instead of screaming and just repeating propaganda buzzwords in word salad form, then they might get a listening ear. All right, bring it home. Strong conclusion forthcoming. I can feel it. My 14-year-old openly gay sibling's transgender offspring also has two daddies who love them. Would a prepubescent girl be able to kick your ass? <laughs> I'm sure that's a relaxing class he teaches. I bet those nervous, balding kids are popping Valium like Tic Tacs. Not sure what pain-in-the-ass information that Amateur Nation is throwing at you this week? Sometimes it's too much to consume? Don't worry, we have bite-sized nibbles of the same on a la carte. Here we go. In news Amateur Nation will ignore or not hear about because mainstream media is hiding it, the House January 6th committee deleted more than 100 encrypted files just days before the GOP took the majority. Alert Pro James Rose on Truth Social gets a gold star for saying, all persons being imprisoned for January 6th should immediately be released and replaced with the committee. Barbara Streisand, Robert De Niro, Lady Gaga, Tom Hanks, Ellen DeGeneres, just some of the Hollywood elite all vowing to leave America if Trump is reelected. Heard that before? As if we needed more reasons to vote for Trump. Let's be clear. You wouldn't be leaving. You're running. Where are you running? Are you taking all your stuff with you? Or are you going to grab the old bug out bag and hit the open road? Why are you running? If Trump is reelected, how would your life change? What, less wealth? Less fame? Oh, you wouldn't be able to get away with whatever it is that's making you run. I see. Funny how the people with the most wealth, the most privilege, the most literal freedom 
are the ones complaining the most and supposedly fleeing said freedoms. It's not patriotism. That's not rebellion. That's fear. That's running. Remember when all the presidents before President Coloring Book used to threaten our overtaxed Americans? No? Well, then Joe's a pioneer. I love people who said, the blood of liberty. Or excuse me, the, excuse me. The tree of liberty is water with the blood of patriots. Well, guess what, man? I didn't see a whole lot of patriots that are out there walking around making sure that we have these weapons. Well, and if you really want to worry about the government, you need an F-16. But then he followed it up with a message he insisted that I play on this show. A message so important, he said it twice. You should vote for Trump. You should vote for Trump. In California, McDonald's and Chipotle are hiking prices thanks to the living wage increase. Oh, it gets better. In Oakland, California, the one and only In-N-Out Burger location is closing permanently due to crime. Good luck, local homeowners. California's just not a safe place. And Burger King workers now have to give customers crowns and say, you rule to them. Hey, you wanted 15 bucks an hour? Dance, monkeys. Jeff Bezos made over $7.9 million an hour every hour in 2023. In under 13 minutes, he brought in the equivalent of what the typical person earns in a lifetime. And still, my prime packages from Amazon rarely arrive in two days or less. The EV hoax proven again with this told you so headline. Chicago area Tesla charging stations lined with dead cars and freezing cold. A bunch of dead robots out there. <laughs> in fact, according to AAA, 8,356 toes in three days with EVs frozen and charging stations out of service in the Midwest. Fuck! Even in the future, nothing works! In this week in Karma Gotcha News, the journalist who tried to cancel tennis star Novak Djokovic for not taking the COVID untested gene experiment collapsed and died covering the Australian Open. What the fuck do I care? And speaking of karma, Alec... I'll be fine. I didn't do anything wrong. Baldwin was charged by a New Mexico grand jury with involuntary manslaughter in the shooting death of Helena Hutchins on the set of his movie Rust. People Magazine, yes, People still exists, but not Sports Illustrated, folks. People Magazine said, Alec Baldwin and wife Hilaria find new rust shooting charge very stressful. You know what else is stressful? Getting shot. Speaking of movies, but ones where the murder isn't real, as a huge Jason Statham fan, I just saw The Beekeeper the other day. He also produced the movie, which tells me, going by the plot of the movie, he is also sick of the American government corruption as the Hunter Biden similarities were glaring. A very satisfying, the bad people get their comeuppance type movie. No spoilers, just enjoy the body count. Time now for three things that are done right. Three pro things. Here's number one. Funny how three plus years in office, all of America's problems are still Trump's fault, according to President Coloring Book's administration. But here comes J.P. Morgan CEO Jamie Diamond on CNBC giving the hosts anxiety, I'm sure, by praising Trump and his policies, defending the MAGA movement, and by throwing Biden under the bus for demonizing 75 million Americans. This audio posted by Benny Johnson on X. When people say MAGA, 
They're actually looking at people voting for Trump, and they think they're voting, and they're basically scapegoating them, that you are like him. Uh, and, but I don't think they're voting for Trump because of his family values. And if you look, just take a step back, be honest. He's kind of right about NATO, kind of right about immigration. Mm-hmm. He grew the economy quite well. China, so he, China ta- virus. Tax reform worked. Mm-hmm. He was right about some of China. I don't, th- I don't like no, what he did. No, I said China virus. Yeah, I understand. He, he may have been right. He, he, and I don't like how he said things about I Mexico. I don't like, but he wasn't wrong about some of these critical issues. And that's why they're voting for him. And, and I think people should be a little more respectful of our fellow citizens. And when you guys have people up here, you should, have, you should always ask the why. Not like it's a binary thing. You're supporting right. Trump. You're not supporting Trump. Why are you supporting Trump? It's hard to Trump? hate 75 million of your fellow Americans. It's, I, I agree. It's done quite and, you know, the it. Democrats have done a pretty good job with the deplorables, not, hugging on to their Bibles and their beer and their guns. I mean, really? Like, can we just stop that stuff and actually grow up and treat other people with respect and listen to them a little bit? I mean, and, and I do think the economy will affect. And I think this, this negative talk about MAGA is going to hurt Biden's election campaign. Number two. By now, you certainly know that the World Economic Forum is simply a place for the world's wealthiest, corrupt, commie, tyrannical, evil amateurs to get together to fly on their private jets and take gas-guzzling limos to fancy restaurants before they secretly buy and sell some kids and exploit and use trafficked women from Ukraine. There are a few bright spots, like Kevin Roberts, president of the Heritage Foundation with a doctorate in American history. Here he is, dropping the hammer. At the WEF. The kind of person, and I'll be candid here because I think I've been invited here to be candid. The kind of person who will come into the next conservative administration is going to be governed by one principle, and that is destroying the grasp that political elites and unelected technocrats have over the average person. And if I may, I will be candid and say that the agenda that every single member of the administration needs to have is to compile a list of everything that's ever been proposed at the World Economic Forum and object all of them wholesale. Anyone not prepared to do that and take away this power of the unelected bureaucrats and give it back to the American people is unprepared to be part of the next conservative administration. Number three. Oh, you think number two was good? Try on this speech from Laura Aboli. Who? Laura Aboli's entrepreneurial career started in the year 2000 when she co-founded WorldCheck. It's a database of politically exposed persons, or as she calls them, PEPs, and heightened risk individuals and organizations, which soon became the de facto standard for identifying and managing financial, regulatory, and reputational risk within the world's financial and legal institutions. I know that's a mouthful. Following the WorldCheck's success, she co-founded WealthX in 2010, which went on to become the leading provider of intelligence on ultra-high net worth individuals. Now comes May of 2020. Prompted by the way events surrounding the global pandemic were affecting people's livelihoods, civil rights, and mental health, Laura Aboli founded the United Democratic International Movement for Awareness and Freedom, an organization dedicated to creating a better world through awareness, inspiration, and the relentless pursuit of truth. This audio truth bomb fits from her speech, Transhumanism, the End Game, at the Better Way Conference held by the World Council for Health earlier just this year. The final goal is to eradicate humanity as we know it. Once you understand the final destination, 
it becomes much easier to look back and identify the psychological conditioning, the biological tampering, the cultural grooming and the educational prepping that we have been subjected to for decades in preparation to making us accept a post-human future. It takes a lot of physical and psychological abuse to get an intelligent species like ours to agree to its own extinction. Most, if not all, that has transcended in the last 60 years was designed to get us closer to accepting such a dystopian reality. Whether you care to accept it or not, we live in a hyper-controlled matrix where our perception of reality is meticulously planned managed and executed in order to control and steer us in whichever direction they wish. And the direction is a post-human world. For this, they first needed to destabilize, dehumanize, and demoralize humanity through every means possible. The destruction of the nuclear family, children being indoctrinated by the state, abortion, the eradication of God and spirituality from education, life in mega cities and away from nature, toxic food, air and water, social media, replacing real human connection and interaction, engineered financial crisis and taxation, endless wars and massive migration, stress, anxiety, depression, drugs and alcohol, constant fear-mongering, moral relativism as the new religion, and I could go on and on about how humanity has been influenced and forced to move away from all the things that give us strength, security, purpose, and meaning. A weak, immoral, disconnected, ignorant, and unhealthy population is an easy target for the next stage, the creation of an entire generation of androgynous beings. Masculinity is under attack psychologically, culturally, and biologically. Women are being replaced in sports, entertainment, and politics by men pretending to be women. And children are being indoctrinated at school to think that gender is a choice. The transgender movement is not a grassroots movement. It comes from the top. It has nothing to do with people's freedom of expression, sexuality, or civil rights. It's an evil psyop to, with a clear agenda to get us closer to transhumanism by making us question the most fundamental notion of human identity, our gender. If you don't know who you are, if you already identify as a hybrid between a man and a woman, you will be easily convinced to become a hybrid between human and machine. Gender ideology is the two plus two equals five from George Orwell's 1984 dystopian novel. It's the final test to see whether we will follow the most absurd party line towards our own extinction. But two plus two equals four. And no matter how you choose to dress, call yourself, or change your physique, will not change that. The sad reality, though, is that in the gaslighting process to get us closer to a post-human future, they have mentally and physically harmed an increasing number of children and young people. And it's only getting worse. This must be stopped.
Watch me make fun of Amateur Nation and catch my Drybar Comedy special, Amateur Nation. You can find it at drybarcomedy.com slash L-O-U-S. Find all my social media links on Instagram, Truth Social, Facebook, and YouTube at lusantini.com. Don't forget, 2024 is the year of the great resist. So speak up, pros. Make your voice heard in some way every day. Don't tolerate amateurs and their America last destructive behavior. Amateur Nation is not just a podcast. It's a movement. Remember, amateurs, we see you. You're not at home. Don't do life wrong. Go pro. Don't be an amateur. For Amateur Nation, I'm Lou Santini, and this has been a big major production. There's been an odd shift in human behavior over the last 15 plus years. A sense of entitlement. A A constant constant need for attention. Ironically coupled with the need to be left alone. A desire to be treated the same as everyone else. Stupidly combined with the mindset of, I'm special, so treat me accordingly. Introducing the book, Amateur Nation. The Decline of Common Sense, Manners, and Social Skills. The second edition. Inside, you'll read the amateur mission statement. The 30 truths about amateurs. The four stages of being an amateur. Amateur habitats and history. Social media plus me, me, me equals amateur. Technology and amateur behavior. With dozens of real funny photos, weird signs, and laugh out loud real life accounts and actual conversations vividly showing how us pros are surrounded by amateur nation every day. Download the expanded second edition of the ebook Amateur Nation, the decline of common sense manners and social skills. The second expanded edition, available now. Be a pro. Go to Amazon. Type Amateur Nation.